Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. And today's date is January 31st in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for uh, coming on. And um, we uh, we had an excellent meeting last week, and uh, we had a lot to discuss last week. We're going to have a lot to discuss this week. The first thing we have, uh, that came to my mind uh, this week was, are we here to be bearers of good news or bearers of bad news? Uh, or is it a little bit of both? Uh, that is the question that we're going to start off with today. And of course, verse of the day comes from Bible Gateway, BibleGateway.com. Psalm 86, 5, for thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Awesome scripture. Gentlemen, we do bring back, of course, Brother Bob Barber and uh, Brother Kevin Hookman and Brother Michael Pels. Brother Bob Hagen could not How's make it, it tonight. It's going good, brother. And that's better that, than you guys. Better that you guys are here. That's that's the way I look at it. Um Thank you all for coming on with us tonight. We thank you. And uh, that's my question. Uh, gentlemen, are we bearers of bad news? Are we bearers of good news? Or both. Is it both? Depends how you perceive it. Yeah. You know, all the bad news is coming out right now only means that the world is imploding right now. And the uh, tribulation is about to begin. You know, so what I like to call we are in a pre-tribulation period. So it's not like it just falls off a cliff one day. I mean, it's a gradual decline, and then it falls off a cliff. <laughs> Kevin? Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I think that it, it depends on the perspective of the person who's hearing the news. Um, to some, it could be bad news, but to some, it could be good news, and it could be the exact same news. So... Uh, I, I do think that we bring that we bring news to this broadcast and we, we talk about it. But I, I do think that I say this uh, sometimes to Greg when you're like, well, what are we what are we supposed to do? And it's like we're supposed to count it all joy, <laughs> you know. So we look at the news and although and I know this is difficult to do because I struggle with it myself because I don't like to see things go bad. That, you know, no, I don't think any, well, there are some people that do like to see things go bad. But the question is, is like, if, if it's, if it's biblical and it's going down a path that the Bible says it's going, does that mean that it's bad then, you know? So I think that Bob kind of got the essence of it, which is we are seeing things go bad to, to worse. And it's, it's happening very quickly actually. And I think that that all that should really do is continue to bolster us in our faith and see that the day of our redemption is approaching. It's getting closer and closer as things go bad. That's what the Bible said, that it will go really bad, really quickly, and then Christ will return. So we know that we, we are caught up to be with him before he returns. See, he returns for us first in the clouds, the dead in Christ rise first, and then we who are alive and remain are caught up together with them in the clouds with the Lord to be with him forever. And then 
a whole bunch of stuff happens. And then Christ returns to the earth with us and other fellow believers in order to rule and reign for a thousand years. So I think right now what we're seeing is exactly what the Bible said was going to happen. I mean, Jesus said that there's going to be a beginning of sorrows that occurs. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be pestilence. There's going to be famine. There's going to be nation against nation. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, what the 19th, the 20th century saw two world wars. And I think that we can all see that. Uh, and even the secular world can see that we are on the brink of another big, big war, bigger than the other ones. And you see that the, the wars escalate in terms of, of, uh, you know, expense, people, lives lost, damage and everything. I mean, so that this next war is going to be gigantic. It's going to be huge. And I think that we're, we're all seeing the lead up to that, but we also know that, so that's kind of like bad news, right? I mean, world at war is not good news. Good news is though, is that we know that we are children of God and that he has us and that he is in control of the whole thing. And we know that these wars must happen at the end before he returns. So Amen. all it does, I think, really is just once again, just shows us how close we are to being caught up, to being raptured, to being taken out of here. This world is not our, our final destination. It's not our home. It's a temporary thing. And what really determines what eternity is all about for each person individually is the decisions that they make here during this life. And the, the most important decision that someone can make is to believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, Amen. that is the crux of everything of this life. You know, if you don't do that, your afterlife is miserable. It's, it's, it's damnation. It's separation. It's horrible. And, and I think that right now, everything is really good news for us because we see this thing exactly happening the way that it's foretold to happen. And we know that God's in control. Right. You know, the good news, like I said, the good news is things are imploding right now. Yeah, it's getting bad out there. But that only means one thing, that the rapture resurrection is at hand. You know, America, I always say America is a timepiece for the age of grace. Okay. It's the one nation that was made under God, plus just like Israel, also made in God's love. And I believe America is a timepiece. And as we see America begin continue to go down the slippery slope, okay, this is warning us and everybody throughout the world, hey, the age of grace is about to come to an end. And mm -hmm. the day when that day comes, when that death shot of America America comes. That will be when the rapture resurrection takes place. Amen. Mm -hmm. A lot of your dreams and visions um, that you get have on your channel all point to that exact same thing, right? Like when the when the oh, bad yeah. things really start to happen, that is when the redemption is right there. Right. Right when we slide off that cliff, right, Michael? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was actually kind of interesting. Um Bob, that um, last week, I'm not sure if you happened to notice that, but how strange is it that several years ago, I actually had found your form and I posted a few of my dreams on there. And I was like, I, you were talking about it and I went and checked it out. I was like, no way. 
how how crazy is that so mm-hmm. i know that's a little bit off topic but i was that's been something i've been wanting to talk to you about i was like man that's pretty cool i'm really happy that you set up something like that for people to be able to share their experiences and their dreams mm-hmm. and visions because you know on this time frame it's getting pretty bad and to kind of go back to what greg was saying about good news and bad news i mean you guys pretty much all nailed you know nailed it on the head there but you know the thing that i always keep always in the front of my mind so to speak is that you know the worse the news the better the good news is you know what i mean and it's just such a blessing man and when when you open up with that, you know, you're, you know, you are on the highway to hell, so to speak, until you have come to the faith and Jesus Christ, by grace through faith, we are saved. It's, it makes it just so much sweeter. I tell you, <laughs> every day is a blessing at that point. You know, it's like, thank you, Jesus, because without you anywhere on this point in my life and the journey ahead till however long we have left, right, you know. I just, we just can't make it without him. Can't make it, his, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's his what are we going to do without him? Really? Yeah. That's, that's what the Lord's been showing me a lot over the last couple of weeks. He's been really just showing me how much, I mean, I, you know, you need him, but the more he shows you, it's like, God, I, I am hopeless without you. <laughs> and, you know, and just to trust him in the process when what the Lord was showing me this week was how that, you know, he will, he is faithful to complete until the day of Jesus Christ, right? Until the, the day of the return to finish what he started. And it's just trusting him along the way and just walking in his purpose of will, you know? And, and it's been such a blessing because no matter what you see in the world, the, the wars and rumors of wars, the pestilence, the, you know, stuff in the arms, you know, it's just, it's all, it's working together for our good and his glory. And I just think it's so awesome. And it gives me peace of mind. It helps me sleep better at night. I think that's the key is, is the, is peace is the yep. peace that passes all understanding. When you think, when you consider that, those words, it, it's, it's about being in this world, but not being of the world, but being cognizant of what's going on in the world and not being distressed by it. And because you have a peace that passes what the understanding would be, which is, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I can't stand it. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, you're always agitated or this and that. But you, but what you, but what you guys said is without Jesus, that's exactly where you'd be. But with him, you get the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives you that peace. It gives you the peace because you know that you're you're protected, not not in terms of your body. Your body could perish, but you know what? Your spirit is is forever with the Lord, and so that to me is is the peace that passes understanding. It, it allows you to 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 just to keep going. It allows yeah. you to keep sustaining through the darkest. Of hours, and I think that we are not in the darkest hour of this planet yet, and yet it is very dark right now. I can only imagine how dark it's going to be during that period of time, or even how more much more dark it's going to be between now and when we are taken. But yeah. I can say this: that no matter how long that is, we brothers and we sisters 
in the chat and the sisters that come on here, we are the body of Christ and we are in this together. I mean, when, when the government says we're all in this together, you don't believe them. When the body <laughs> of Christ says that we're in, in this all together, I believe that because, yes. because we are of one mind. We are of one body. And we are of one spirit. And we are all going to get through this together by just doing exactly what the Bible says, all the more so coming together as you see the day approaching, right? We're gathering together to do that. Great point. You know, that's why the devil hates the body of Christ. That's why government, all governments of the world, hates the body of Christ. Why? Hmm. Because we are united. doesn't matter what race you are, doesn't matter what color, all right? We are all united in this body. You know, you think about, you know, what's going on here with our schools, you know, how they're trying to, you know, keep the kids or teaching all this racism stuff in the schools and try to teach them to, hey, you know what? It's not cool to be friends with those kids and whatever. You know, when, you know, when children play together when they're t- when they're little, they didn't act like that. They had to be taught that stuff. Right. OK. And, you know, but the thing is, they like to keep us divided. So that way, nobody can figure one. They can't band against them. And two, nobody's going to think about, you know, all the evil deeds that our government's up to, you mm-hmm. know. But this is why the government hates the church, is because we are united, okay? It doesn't matter what race you are. When we come together, hey, Jesus is a common denominator. Holy Spirit-filled is a common denominator for all of us, okay? And they know we're all united against them. Right. It was a sound like to me. I mean, what does that sound like to you, Kevin? It sounds like the hand of restraint. Yeah. Right. It's a representation of the Holy Spirit. Right now here on the earth, the current guard on the earth that the Holy Spirit's using, that's the, that's the body of Christ, also the hand of restraint, okay, yep. that the Holy Spirit's using. And eventually, at the rapture resurrection, the hand of restraint is removed. Right. Right. Otherwise, and then earth if it's goes not removed, earth. Bob, if it's not removed, they can't do their things, right? I mean, we, we are stopping them from going whole hog into it and having the Antichrist come onto the scene and be revealed. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to understand that, that we, that we are, are here for a reason. We, we are here to continue to, to spread the good news, right? That's what we, that's what we do, Greg. We spread the good news. We talk about things that can be bad news, but if you are saved, and if you understand the good news and if you received it and accepted it, then that other stuff is not bad news anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's really what we're what we're doing here. But then when when we're when we're removed, that is when there, there will be we won't be here to spread that. There will be other sources of the good news that will happen during that period of time, right, Bob? Right. I mean, we're we're basically replaced, right? I mean, yeah, the new guard. Yeah, there's no 144,000 witnesses right now, no. despite what the Jehovah's Witness will tell you. Yeah. But when yeah. they got over 144,000 members, they started having a problem. You know, we're kind of in that period that I think Noah found himself in, aren't we? Yeah. Back, as in the days of Noah, so it shall be yeah. at the coming of the Son of Man. And we right. find ourselves in a situation of getting in or getting off of this world, getting out of this world before judgment hits. Mm-hmm. Getting onto an ark, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And and yeah. that's one of the things I think Noah found himself in. Is he a, is he a bearer of bad news, 
or is he a bearer of good news? And I'm sure that was going back and forth in his head at the time, too, especially with his family getting yeah. on that arc. Because you have to think they I mean, they they were laughed at for years, years for building this thing. He built and, it for uh, 100 years. Yeah. over 100, 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine that that long of being scoffed at with people? That's a long time man, to be mocked. Yeah, that would, really. Yeah, that would be wear on you, I think, after a while. I mean, it would just be like, here they, well, you know, but you know what? Maybe after a while, you just get immune to it. You're like, here they come again. Yeah. Right. You know, every day they come and they laugh. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, you know, Lord, just, you know, help me to continue to work and just tune them out. <laughs> right. Well, here you is, know, is, here's and the fact Go that ahead. you mentioned, I'm, I'm sorry, was that Greg? No, I, I was say? saying, here's a verse. I have it up, Matthew 24, 37. Perfect. Uh, that's the verse. Mm -hmm. That's the yeah. verse I was going to read. I mentioned there. As in the days of those, so shall come. So shall also be the coming of the Son of Man, or uh, also the Son, the coming of the Son of Man. Be I can't read tonight. <laughs> um, you know, you think about it. The the days of Noah. What's going on? In days of Noah. Okay, uh, Noah and his wife, and well, he didn't have a wife. I can't remember. Noah and his sons and their wives. Okay. And they got into the ark, and then all the animals, okay? And, <clears throat> you know, totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. The the reason why the Bible talks about them, um, why they went to the ark, was because the Bible says their genealogy was an untainted, all right? Their genome, all right? The genes of their body was not tainted with Nephilim DNA, Okay. And now we're seeing the same thing happening now with transhumanism and all this weird stuff beginning to happen. And of course, let's not forget about the mark of the beast. What's that's going to do to you? Okay. But you know, why is it that God cannot just look past all that? Oh, no, your body's all messed up. But I can still redeem you. You know, I think the reason for that is in order to be properly resurrected into a glorified body, your body cannot be tainted like that. You can't have that Nephilim DNA in you. Because it'll be a, a glorification in vain. Okay. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why um, God was so adamant about making sure that the, the gene pool of Noah and his family were pure. You know what I mean? Mm. That, was the, that, that was the separation. That was the difference, wasn't it? It was... It was that Noah and his and his generation and his generations was pure, and his family, of course, was as well. And um, you know, so it, it it all just goes back to what 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 was going on then. World was a very violent place. It was not. It, it was full of corruption. It was full of manipulation. It was full of all kinds of things evil. And you know, I think that it's become pretty obvious and apparent to us. Uh, especially recently, that there's no coming back from where the world is right now. There, there there's no, there's no all of, a, all of a sudden everything is just going to change and everything's going to be utopia. Everything's going to be great. That's not that's not going to happen uh, unless there's something major that occurs between that and then. And uh, I, I think that we, the Bible clearly speaks that in these last days, that the are going to behave like this and I, I i think we see that every single day on the news and it's right there in our face now 
And I think it's up to yeah. us to make sure that we are pure in our generations as well. And in other words, our spirit is pure and that we, we have the right spirit. And the right spirit is that which pleases the father, which is believing on his son. That's it. I mean, you got it. That's it. Doesn't really. It's not. It's not yeah. complicated. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's Amen. really not complicated. That's what gives you righteousness in His eyes. You accept His Son. You are righteous as He is righteous. Isn't that amazing? It's beyond amazing. It's, it's incredible. Beyond it's it's That's so awesome. fantastic. Yeah, it's I supernatural. Mean, <laughs> it, the crazy thing is it's um it's so fantastic it's so amazing that it seems that it's almost hard for people to grasp hold of and i know it was for me you know i mean i went i spent a long portion of my life uh trying to justify my own actions and and live a self-righteous type of lifestyle to where i you know i would I'd play God, right, and balance the scales in my own mind. Like, well, you know, I did this wrong thing, so let me go help someone out, you know, and and make everything better again, you know. But as, man, who God just brought that whole paradigm down. That's that, tough to I'm, do, isn't it? <laughs> to live that way. <laughs> yeah, because at the you find yourself at the end of your rope because you you keep falling further and further, and you keep trying to justify more and more, and then before you know it, you're like. What, uh, what am I going to do? I'm too far <laughs> down this ledger yeah. to get back up to even. <laughs> yeah. And the sad thing is we don't even realize we, you know, just just coming into the world, we're already heading to the, the pit. You know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, there's no earning out of that. So, I mean, it's such a, man, God is awesome. And when I, uh, I seen Luke 4.18 and it just really hit me when I was reading the Gospels again and, I was like, you know, as the body of Christ, I think this speaks to the mission of our age, right? The dispensation, the age of grace, you know, and um, it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering sight to the blind and to set at liberty them who are bruised, you know, and I think that's such a. Man, Jesus, you know, he obviously knows exactly what to say and when to say it. And I just think it's awesome how he cut short right there, right before judgment, right? So he's showing a almost what seems to be obviously a prophetic punch to the body of Christ saying, hey, this is what you're going to be doing. You know, this is what I want you guys to do, to go out there, preach the good news and continue to do this. And um it's really, it's really sad because we see this very simple message just, you know, it's just as simple as the gospel itself, just completely turning topsy-turvy. But to me, that's just another sign of the times that we're in. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, you know, the, Satan is the author of, of the um, confusion. I think that we're seeing a lot of confusing yeah. messaging and confusing things, and it all just points back to him. And the people that are deceived by him that are deceiving others as well. And yet Jesus came for exactly the opposite, which is basically to give to give sight to the blind. And sometimes that meant actual sight to the blind. But it but it also means 
spiritual insight and sight to those who are blinded as well. I mean, he's the truth. So if you don't have him, you're going to be blind to it, right? I mean, you're going to be blind to a lot of different things. It's amazing how much you, you gain and how much insight into things and how much wisdom that you get from the Holy Spirit, just through discernment and things like that, that you just have on a constant basis that whenever you're listening to anything, it's coming in. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to filter it, then you can you can discern what the spirit of that message is. Right? Amen. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. Critical. You know, because yeah, because it's what is it? How does it say the the natural? You know, the natural, the carnal mind can figure out essentially, you know, what's going on with the natural man, but it takes the spiritual mind being born again with the spirit to really discern the spiritual things without the Holy spirit. You know, we would have no idea these concepts. And even just speaking of the body of Christ seems probably crazy to someone who doesn't, you know, have the spirit of God indwelling in them because they can't understand how, how are so many or even the Trinity, you know, how's there three and one, one and three, the one in the middle died for me. You know, it, they're, yeah, 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 right. How so, does I know where the the word actually came from? Derived right. from, but Godhead. Yeah, Godhead. That's just my yeah. my outlook. Yeah, no, but it I seems. Mean, it, yeah, you're right, Michael. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's it's it it gives you this extra this extra ability. And listen, we're in a spiritual war. Okay, mm-hmm. that I mean, so if you don't have that on your side and you're not utilizing that. You're ill-equipped. You're ill-equipped to go through this world right now. I mean, we're since we're if you're in this spiritual battle like we're in, and you don't have that, well, guess what? You are now susceptible to all of those things to hit you, and you not even know which way you're going or which way you're supposed to go if you don't have that. That's so right. that's why it's so critical. It's it's like for anybody. We, we see these people on, on TV. We see them on shows. We see, we see them in the chats. We hear their comments. We see them all, and, and, and immediately you can recognize they're ill-equipped. <laughs> you know, it's wow. sad. And it's like, and all you try to do is you share with them, but I'm telling you, they, they immediately, most of them right off the bat immediately reject you. You know, they just reject it mm-hmm. straight out right. I know better. You know, I know there is no God. And I, I always respond back. Were you there when the when 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 the, when the world was created? If you weren't there, then you don't know whether or not there's a God or not. You That's cannot right. say that there's not. You're not God. And so the only person who can say whether or not there is a God or not is God himself. And since God himself is the only one who can say whether or not there's actually a God and 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 actually been there, then there is a God. <laughs> so your, you know, your whole argument about there is no God, that is you relying on your own understanding. And guess what? You're ill-equipped to make that decision and say there is no God. You yeah. don't have the evidence. You were not there, and you haven't even attempted to have the faith to, to believe and to be shown that there is a God. Yeah. You know, I love you said about yeah. the uh, in, indwelling Holy Spirit where it gives you that discernment when you know something's not mm-hmm. right. You know, when my uh, stepfather passed away a couple weeks ago, uh, we were at the wake 
And since he was like an ultra super Catholic, and so was my mom, there was a bunch of people there, and they went into what they call as the rosary. I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but it's basically a paganistic prayer where they say, Our Father, Ten Hail Marys, and the Glory Be. Okay. And basically, when they're going through this prayer, they're just saying, No, 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 no. Just, just It's almost like got to the point where they're chanting. Okay. And my son, who is uh, 15 years old now, he has an indwelling Holy Spirit. But I talked about where, you know, you know that's it's the Spirit, he has life within him, but it's not as strong currently as my holy spirit regenerated spirit is but he still has great signs of life and with that being said i i saw it come to life he's like sitting there he's like man dad there's something wrong with this this doesn't Mm. feel like it's of god at all Mm. (laughs) you know like this feels like we're at a cult meeting right now you know and uh it's funny and it's really tough when i went through that because i had to sit through that and also i had to go to the service the next day and you know what you know it was so bad that there was a statue of Mary that the same statue, not the same statue, he he took around. He was a uh, custodian for that did all the weeping and moved and did miracles and all that stuff. Well, they, they retired it to a new guy, all right? But he has his own makeshift statue that was there, you know. So he had his coffin there, a statue of Mary sitting there, okay? But the songs that they sang, nothing about Jesus, nothing about God, okay, the songs that they sang, I wrote down the titles of these songs. It was uh, uh, Hail Mary of Fatima, Hail Holy Queen, in Latin, <laughs> and uh, some other uh, Holy Mary, Mother of God. You know, that was all the songs they sang. And then I listened to the priest, and he was, um, the times he was speaking in English, he said, he addressed Mary as, um, as peaceful dove, teach us wisdom. That's actually in the song. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Holy Dove, teach us wisdom, teach us love. First of all, the Dove is a Holy Spirit, not Mary. Okay. Mm-hmm. And two, who teaches us wisdom? Mary? No. Mm-hmm. The Comforter does. All right. Exactly. The, the Holy Spirit. He teaches us wisdom of God. Okay. But you see how they're worshiping Mary? It. Yeah. The, how they twist it. it. It's such a yeah. tainted religion. And that's one of the things I didn't mean to cut you off before, brother, in terms yeah, of the Trinity. But when you mentioned. Trinity before Michael. Uh, when you look into that that whole aspect of Trinity, where it comes from, where it derives from, with the Catholicism, it brings on a whole another connotation of the Godhead, and uh, it separates them. It actually separates them to a point where it's almost like uh, believing in the uh, at the end uh, in Revelation, where you have the the beast, you have the false prophet, right, and you have drag mm-hmm. and the dragon, the ancient mm-hmm. serpent, the devil. And it separates them to that that point where they're not actually one. They just consider them like all of us, like like four of us is just one. That's sure. where, the, the, where the, the Trinity derives from and its connotation and its meaning. And, it, and when you realize it's not really talking about body, soul, and spirit, it's talking about three individual beings mm. uh, that work mm. separately, I mean, from one another. Obviously, the person is still there. This isn't... Um, going into uh, uh, not monotheistic, but you know... Uh, Polytheistic? No, the uh, mono. You know, the, uh, the I can't remember the name. For some reason, it's not coming back to me. But uh, it, it does show that they are the Father and the Son are one, right? 
Mm. They're all one. They all work together as one. But the Trinity, the, the meaning behind it, uh, brings on a whole nother connotation and, uh, and meaning um, behind it where you realize they're talking about like as, as if it was just us, you know, before yeah, but yeah. or just one. So that's yeah, see, the, I, I that's never even knew they had a I've never explored their their particular yes, view. Really I just I just think that, about uh word came the from. first John five seven. Trinity, yeah, I, it takes on a whole nother meaning. So yeah. Roman Catholicism has really twisted uh, oh, yeah, scripture to the point where they've come up with their own uh dogmatic doctrine. Uh yeah. where even going crazy. to the, the three that are one are completely separate, completely separate beings. So when you think about it, at the end, in the end times, there is an unholy trinity, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah. we know who that is because I just mentioned it. But we do have, you have the false prophet, you have the beast, and you have the dragon that work together right. in the end times. Great point. That's a great point. Yeah, this this whole thing with the Catholicism, this, uh, there's some deep rabbit holes. And that is a very big, very well-oiled machine that that has a lot of spiritual aspects, demons, you know, the Bible talks about mm. the last day there will be doctrines of demons, okay? And that is exactly what's happening with Catholicism because these demons are actually manifesting, helping to push this doctrine along. Like, for example, the, the Fatima uh, appearances of those apparitions, all right? Pushing Catholicism, talking about purgatory, you know, say these, say these rosaries, God pray on this Saturday or so you can get out of purgatory, Okay, preaching that hey, you got to do good works to go to heaven. Okay, all kinds of you know, and what what Apostle Paul say that if anybody comes speaking a different doctrine, even the angel from heaven comes speaking a different gospel, may he mm-hmm. be a curse. And these things are these are apparitions of light mm-hmm. preaching a different gospel, and yes. that's the Bible says that even Satan can appear as an angel of light, and yeah. these things are amorphous mm-hmm. blobs of light preaching a different gospel and they are all 100% lockstep with the Roman Catholicism doctrine. All I just want to I just want to jump into that because I remember the term I was uh, thinking of modalism. It's mm-hmm. not modalism that I'm referring to here. Um, modalism here, let me uh, let me pull it up because some people get a little bit confused about this, but um, modalism, let me open this up is the doctrine that the persons of the Trinity represent only three modes or aspects of the divine revelation, not distinct and coexisting persons of the divine nature. Mm. Uh, basically, what I was stating is that they are three persons. So mm. they do have, they, they are three persons, but there's, diff, there's um, the Trinity looks at it in, in, a, in a different regard, that they are separate beings, um, as I stated with all, all of us, Right. And mm. and you just see the parallels of what goes on with the uh, the unholy Trinity, okay, so to speak, in the end times with the false prophet, the beast, and the and the dragon, the you know, and Satan. So uh, you can see these parallels, and you see how this religion is really com- combining all these other li- religions and going into the coexistence movement, going into the ecumenical movement. And how this can all lead up to worshiping the beast in the end. It's really scary mm. when you look at it, but we can see through this. We can see through this completely, can't we, guys? Mm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize there was so much uh, 
other doctrine based off of the the trinity aspect like that, oh it's know? so deep yeah it gets so deep and yeah. when people say because satan wants you to use the word words uh that he wants you to use because he wants he wants to laugh at us basically he wants to you know put in our faces and with this knowledge we can understand that the, the trinity comes from a catholic uh roots but it really is about the Godhead and, and the body, soul, and spirit, right? We're going back to Elohim back in Genesis. El, mm-hmm. Ella, Elohim, you know, Elohim, right? Um, you have the the Elohim Elo- is plural. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. He goes yeah, yep. singular to plural. So it is, yeah, us. We made God we made God in our image, right? So, yeah, it, it really gets pretty deep with that. And it would be great to do a study on that at some point in the future. But, guys... It gets deep, and that's why one of the things where I see, you know, people say Trinity, I don't always point it out, obviously. Um, but for something like this where we can educate one another on this this topic and understand the truth behind um, the Godhead and who he really is and how it re- was represented at, one, represented at one point and where it's kind of morphed into this other thing, you know, uh, at, at another point in time, we can really get stronger together in this, in this understanding and wisdom. Right. Yeah, yeah it's just like the the Catholic Church that make all kinds of crazy doctrines and repackage pagan holidays and such. It's it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, um, uh, speaking of the Catholic Church, um, and I, I mentioned when I mentioned those uh, female looking apparitions that are peddling the concept of the Catholic Church and what they believe, basically the harlot. Did you see, you're close to New York City, did you uh, hear about that new statue they put up in Manhattan? It's a, they're basically calling, hey, it's a, it's a tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But when we look at the statue, it's a woman with a dress on, but she has tentacles for arms, and for hair she has ram's horns. <clears throat> yeah, Bob, okay. whenever you said something earlier about discerning in the Holy Spirit, immediately when I first see that picture, I mean... Alarm bells, red flags going off because that thing is not only creepy, it's evil. Right. Mm-hmm. As they're tearing down uh, statues of Thomas Jefferson and all the other, you know, leaders we've had throughout history, they're replacing them with these like golden Mohawk demonic statues now popping up all over the country. And mm-hmm. on top of that, you guys hear about like, like I think it was in Utah, they had this one mountain, they had like 20 of these different weird towers that are popping up over there and nobody knows what they are what they are and you know even like even the towns the towns authorities they don't know what they are just kind of popped up overnight and these things are like anchored in to the mountain high up on the mountains edge of the mountains i mean you had to get an excavator up there you got to get some big heavy duty equipment but nobody saw anything these things just got implanted you know i'm thinking to myself that was probably some type of like alien type you know, construction site right there because nobody saw anybody working, and now all of a sudden these towers are like the size of cell towers, or you know, wow. dug into the mountains now all over the place. Oh. And what are they for? You know, I'm thinking that something something to do with the mark of the beast. Some. Do you remember? Uh, do you happen to remember Bob that? Uh, I think it was in 2020. Those monoliths that kept popping up. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's kind of what comes to mind yeah yeah the monoliths yeah where did those come from who's putting that stuff up there i mean what's that all about (laughs) michael man that's that's interesting 
The only thing I can think about is some type it plays some uh it plays some role when the uh Revelation nine three when the gates of hell are open. I yeah. think those monoliths uh, are will operate as some type of like space bridge or something that will be able to allow these uh angels, whatever to be able to transport to the earth. I don't know. Something. You know, the fact that these are popping up everywhere and you really don't even know what the purpose are for them, but somebody's taking the time to invest the money to build these things. Yeah. And they don't they have to have a some type of purpose. So I think it's some type of like um it's like a targeting system, you know, um something mm. that brings in something without, you know, he's like in that movie Independence Day when they went to the mothership, the yeah, mother controls and the control yeah. took took the ship and guided the ship in on its own, you know, mm-hmm. something like that maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I've also thought possibly maybe just it's just the elitist way of communicating plans and objectives and oh, and goal yeah. like a goal marker. Like, okay, guys, we hit this phase in our plan. Erect a monolith over there, you know, in the cover Trophies. of the night, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I can see that. <laughs> can so, see that. Yeah, the well, world's messed up place right now. Yeah, and. and- Go ahead. Well, we're, are we uh, are we bringing good news or bad news, Bob? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I got See, a lot this of bad what... news I could share. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know? See, that's that's a joke because it's how we started off. Uh, for those people just coming in, we started the program off with staying, stating, uh, "Are we bearers of bad news? Are we bearers of good news? Mm-hmm. Where's a little both? We're we're watchmen. That's what we do." According to Ezekiel chapter 33, what do we do? We're supposed to watch for war. We're supposed to gauge the tensions of war. And in our, our case today, we're looking for a global war. Okay, because we're looking for the rapture resurrection. So we're supposed to watch for the sword. Okay, so we're watching global tensions. See how, and the tighter it gets, the closer we are to the rapture resurrection event. Mm-hmm. Okay, so which means we're all watchmen. So we're going to be, you know, I'm going to be watching different things, and you're going to be watching, Michael's been watching, Greg's been watching, Kevin's been watching different things, okay? But the thing, the fact of the matter is, you know, Jesus told us it'll be wars and rumors of wars, but but what do you say? When you begin to see these things, what look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Mm. So if we're starting to see these scenes, I was like, great. It's all happening now. Woo! Where is he at? Because <laughs> it's starting to happen now, right, Kevin? It's starting to happen. So That's this the way I feel about it, too. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, the more, the more these things happen, the closer it is. So, I mean, yeah. So, listen, to those who aren't believers who are not going to be taken in a rapture, I would say that, that, is, that this stuff is bad news, that, it's go- that we're not telling them it's going to get better. And after we leave, it's not going to get better either, <laughs> you know. So that's the that's the bad news. But but there doesn't it doesn't have to be bad news to you though, because it's bad not bad news to us. But you can see Bob; he's rejoicing. He's like, mm-hmm. whoop, you know. He's yeah. like, I can see these things taking place, and therefore my redemption draws near. I mean, Amen. redemption is a good is good news, is it not? <laughs> I mean, when you think about redemption in any context. Redemption is good. There's no real bad redemption. <laughs> so, yeah, when I, I think to 
to, to your to the point and going back to kind of what we first talked about, Greg, which is it, and you and you put it up on the screen. It's all good news to those oh, who believe in Christ. Amen. <laughs> you yeah. know, it is all good news. That's right. You know, the tribulation is coming. Okay. But there's good news about the tribulations. In fact, I'm going to give you four points why tribulation is good news. One, we're not here. We're gone. Rapture, resurrection. Okay. But for the earth, why is the tribulation good and why is it needed? One, God uses it to redeem Israel. He used the time and everything involved in that seven-year time frame to redeem Israel. Two, he rids the world of evil. He mm. rids not just the world of evil, but he also rids the second heavens of evil, too. Mm. Okay. That's what the Bible says. Woe to those who dwell on the earth for the devil's angels can cast down to you. So the heavens were cleaned up. So that's They're two. Empty of evil. Yes. Number three, the earth is physically set up for the millennial reign. So God's going to do some construct, reconstructive work on the He's earth. Renewing. And he needs to do to set the world up for the millennial reign. You got rivers right. drying up. You got land being burned up. Of course, burning up land is also purifying. You got water, different bodies of water, land, mountains being moved out of their place. The earth is being set up for the millennial reign. He needs to get that done. And last but not least, he's preparing the mindset of the people to accept the world leader when Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. Because when Jesus, if Jesus came back right now, everybody would be like, eh, we, we don't want to accept the fact that you're a world leader. So Jesus is like, you know what? I'm going to put this fake Jesus in first, this Antichrist first. And you guys are going to learn to submit to a one world leader. Okay. And it's also going to help me accomplish the other things I just mentioned. But in the end, when I come back, everybody on earth will already have the mindset of accepting the fact that they have to follow a one world leader. And Jesus just had to say, hey, you're following the wrong guy. I'm the guy you should be following. And he just gets into the control box. It's like, no, I'm in charge. Okay. Take those guys, throw them into like a fire. Take that angel, cast them into the pit, seal it, and let's take these take these sheep, allow them to go into the kingdom, and take these uh, goats and throw them into hell too. And boom, all four things are accomplished. Amen? Mm. Amen. Did you say fake Amen. Jesus? Hmm? Did you say fake Jesus? Yeah, Christ-like, anti-Christ. Fake Messiah. <laughs> Replacement. Did he freeze up? Kevin, that's a great spot to freeze up on, that buddy. That's a great smile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. smile. Yeah, totally that's white. perfect. Perfect, man. That is awesome. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, but just speaking to what you're saying, um, yeah, you know, because I think it's interesting because if the, the world doesn't want Jesus, right? They don't want God because they want to do their will. It's not about Abba's will. It's not about the will of the Father. You know, they want to do what they want. And just as the they wanted Saul to be king, right? They didn't want God to rule over them. It's it's going to happen again, and the world's going to want their own appointed leader. And we see the rise of the Antichrist. And obviously, they're they've got a lot more <laughs> bit off than they can chew, right? <laughs> With that request, right. but uh, it's really sad. And I, you know, Bob, I think you're spot on. You know, that's going to definitely prepare the way. It really will. But the sad thing that I find is that still, you know, there's going to be some that after all of the plagues and the the death and the war, that they're still going to shake their fists at God and not, they just don't want to, you know. And to me, that's, 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 I just can't understand that. What happens? That's wild. What happens? (laughs) 
Making a great point, and then you froze up with a big smile on your face. Hey, <laughs> you're still there. You know. Yeah, what is that? I mean, what's going on there, Greg? What is there? You got that thing. You have a twin. (laughs) I know people in chat were like, "Hey, smiling," and I was like, "Well, at least I'm smiling (laughs) and not making a bad face." I mean, you don't ever want to make a bad face when you freeze up. Uh, That's going to happen to me now. (laughs) Yeah. You know the point you're making there, Michael, is a great point. What are we seeing happening right now? We we are seeing the Earth being divided now into two camps. Yeah. Those who comply and those who will not comply. Ooh. Okay, that's what's happening right now. Comply. And the fact that people are being taught to comply. And mm-hmm. what is the mark of the beast? It's compliance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you, you can you, you can say, I'm not going to comply right now. But eventually, what's happening? Things are starting to get harder for those who don't want to comply. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where it's going to cost you your life if you don't yeah. comply. It's also worship, yeah. isn't it? It's also yeah. worship. Right. Yeah. And you know what, you know what Greg? Indirectly. It is worship. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what, Greg? That's not going to take 30 years to get here, is it? Boy, they are moving. They are moving that. quick with this happening. thing. I don't right? see that. They're 30 years now. I don't see that at all. Yeah. Nine and seven. <laughs> not yeah. even seven years. Yeah. You got this Yanuka over there right now. He has his own YouTube channel, which is, I think... I find it kind of comical that the Messiah has his own YouTube channel. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, monetized. Uh, but yeah, if he gets monetized, yeah. <laughs> how, can you, how can you go 30 years when you're 90 seconds to midnight? I mean, it seems like yeah. a long time to go 90 seconds. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I, I understand that the 90 seconds doesn't mean there's it's a countdown that it could go back to a minute or two or three. But you know what? I don't think it's going to go back. I think that we're in this trajectory where it is going to get closer and closer to midnight. And I, I and it's it's interesting that they have that metaphor there, um, secular, about how close doomsday is. And yeah. doomsday, but that's really what, What's what's going to happen here? It's doomsday for many, but it's redemption for many as well. So it depends right. on which side you're on. Is that the good news or the bad news, Greg? You know, it, it's it's quite something to be uh, during you know living during this period of time, seeing the yeah. setup for all these things, seeing these things take place, and then as Bob said, when you see these things take place, you know how close it is. It's at the door. Mm. Yeah, sure. and if you ignore yeah. it, right? Then aren't aren't you ignoring it at your own peril? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And just speaking to what uh, Greg brought up about you know the worship aspect too, and what Bob was saying about uh, complying, I thought it was kind of interesting. What came to mind? It reminded me of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? And they because they wouldn't comply to the ordinance and the mandate to worship this statue they were cast into the furnace and um another thing comes to mind uh star trek the borg you know mm. comply resistance is futile <laughs> that's the b system man predictive programming all the way it's crazy mm, it's right. funny because we see it all around us and um i was actually talking to a brother earlier about that and i was like wow it's so strange how we see so much It's too much coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I mean, so when I start seeing things in the movies and in the news, and then it starts coming around, it's like, it just really makes you start wondering, you know, wow, 
there's so much more going on right now than what we could probably ever possibly conceive. Right. Yeah. I think when we get, uh, if we even care enough, once we get, you know, to heaven <laughs> be with the Lord, and it's probably going to be pretty amazing just to see the level of divine protection God had over each one of you guys that are here, mm-hmm. each one of you guys that are watching, you know, all those times in your life, the enemy just wanted to snuff your life out, but God was there protecting you and holding it back. And I think that's going to be in a really amazing journey. God closed closed that door of the ark, by the way. I know Hollywood like to would like to think otherwise, especially (laughs) the the pro movie. (laughs) (laughs) The axe. God God closed that door of the ark. He did. He He sealed it. Uh, yeah, sealed, sealed that sealed. door. Guess what? You gotta think we're, we're how sealed. big was that door? I mean, in order to, I mean, it must have been. I mean, I, I don't think that eight people could have closed it. It's probably yeah, that. Yeah, they probably. I'm sure they had some type of crank system on there, but sure. you know, God probably told no, hey, don't need it. I will close the door and I will seal it. I got. And that. I talked about that in the last video. You know, Jesus Christ is a type of ark today for us. Once we are born again, mm-hmm. we are sealed. Right, spiritually until the day of redemption, Ephesians 1 13, 14, 4 30. Mm-hmm. Amen. And we Amen. are sealed in the body of Christ. All right. And Jesus is our type of ark today. And God seals us in the body of Christ just like He sealed that door of that ark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can't get out. How many lambs and lions and elephants got out of that thing after it got sealed? Okay. No, nobody got out of that boat. None, none that I know of. Yeah. Not even the bugs. The bugs are like, hey, messing with that, man. How many people are trying to get in, Kevin, right? Right. The only ones that got out before knowing them got out were a couple of birds. I mean, that that's about it. I mean, one of them came back, right? One of them took off, and then another one uh, took off as well, if I recall, right? It was a, right. Ra- a, a dove and a raven, right? Um, but and one brought back the olive, and then one, and then one other one took off, and it was just gone. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, that. well, guess what? Found land. Time to get out." Yeah. And uh, you know, it's pretty amazing that the, of the different parallels there. You know, of just mm. being taken out of something that is in just imminent peril. That's like there's no survival outside of that arc, right, Greg? I mean, people trying to get in. I'm sure. Uh, but the door's closed. Isn't that a big parallel to the rapture? The door mm. opens. Absolutely. You're yeah. taken. And then the door's closed. And those and who are here cannot say, wait a minute. Let, let, let me climb onto that rapture train now. It's still Is it still rolling? No. It is, it's, yeah. it's done. The, the yeah. stop has happened. You, you, now you've got to go through it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's being built, right? I never even thought about that aspect is because the body of Christ is being built up over all this time, right? We are a spiritual temple, living stones, right? Who mm. Jesus Christ is the foundation. So you even have that picture of the body being built up over all those years and then God sealing it up. You know, it's, it's just so cool. Even when you brought up Kevin about the, the Raven, you know, it even talks about going to and fro. Mm-hmm. Right, so that, that's that's there's some there's a lot of interesting parallels there. Yeah, yeah, sure. two and pro, right? 
How about, the parallel? <laughs> How about exactly. the parallel of the arc with the uh, bridesmaids? You guys ever think about that one? Mm-hmm. Bridesmaids, yep. because what happened? Amen. What happened? To God, God closed the ark. People came pounding on the door, let us in. What happened to the bridesmaids? They mm-hmm. went and looked for oil. They came back. The door shut. They came pounding mm-hmm. on the door, let us in, let us in. And, uh, yeah. I do not know you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. You're left yeah. in the outer darkness. Yeah. You know, yeah. Same parallel right there. Ooh, yeah, man. it's wild. Just shows you that they were in, you know, there was just some who were out and some who were in, you know. Right. It's just wow. It's it's so it's profound. You know, it really it's, is. It's a difference between being wise and foolish, let's be honest. I mean, you, for those who are in the body of Christ right now, pre-rapture and believe and are spirit filled, that's very wise. It's a wise decision. It's a good decision to make. And Listen, you've got to drop your pride. I mean, those people who say that there's no God or or they know it all, the pride, you can just feel the pride just welling up inside them, right? You can see it happening. It's just overflowing right out of them like they're just fountains of pride. And the first thing you've got to do uh, to be saved is humble yourself. Realize yeah. that you cannot save yourself. Realize that you are fallen, that you've sinned, that you've missed the mark. That right there is hum- is is humbling to know that you cannot do it. Because look at with a lot. There's a lot of things that we go through every day in our jobs and through our lives and stuff like that of things that we've got to fix. <laughs> that we mm-hmm. got to take care of this. That we got to call this place and deal with that. And we got to repair this or we got to do whatever. So we're always doing that. But this yeah. is not something that we can fix. <laughs> There's nothing that we can do in order to save ourselves. So you have to humble yourself before the Almighty and say, I accept your offer. I accept your gift. And a lot of people just simply won't bring themselves to ever do that. And they'll be destroyed for that. And it's yeah. that, 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 that really, to me, is, I think, the most discouraging thing about life and everything involved with it about being here is seeing those who simply will not accept the truth and they willfully will continue to be ignorant to that truth and won't even attempt to find out if it is truth. Yeah. Amen. You know, um, something I want to mention about how close are we right now? I've uh, talked about earlier about, you know, this whole nuclear escalation now happening we have chinese warships now doing maneuvers outside of both sides of the country in the pacific and the atlantic uh russia they just tested uh they just did a um a uh a simulation test with a missile but uh, they did a test where they shot uh a target a nautical target but 900 miles away and the ship was in bermuda at the time and mm. they did a simulation where they hit this target 900 miles away okay and when it happened, they sent out an electronic signal, and it jammed all the uh, uh, phones and everything around the uh, r- around the east coast of the United States. Okay, it took down the internet for like thirty five seconds. Okay, so they're they're doing stuff like this now, but no mention of it, right? And uh, so you got that going on, and then you have um, what I don't know. A lot of people don't know about this yet. Uh, Biden just signed a treaty. And he did it illegally. You need two-thirds vote from the Senate yeah, yeah. to do a treaty. Okay. Right. But uh, he just did it anyways. And in case they do throw a fed about it, it's okay because they do have all 
uh, Democratic control with uh, 18 Republican rhinos. So that gives them 69 majority. So they should be okay getting it through anyways. But what's bad, what's bad about this is this treaty lumps the uh, United States, Canada, and Mexico together. Basically, basically the North American Union, uh, like uh, George W. Bush tried to do, failed. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. Woodrow Wilson tried to do many years ago. And, of course, the Senate told him to go jump in the lake. Wow. Okay. But he did. He wrote it up, and now it's going to the Senate. It's going there now to be approved. And when this happens, if people say, oh, that won't happen. Well, why don't you read the book Revelation chapter 13? We saw the beast rise up out of the sea. It has seven heads, ten mm-hmm. horns, and a crown on each horn. Mm-hmm. Ten right. sectors. And I believe this is the coming, one of the ten sectors being developed right now. Or maybe two of the ten sectors because it's such a big area. Mm-hmm. But the United States, uh, Mexico, and, uh, and also Canada. Now, the, what's bad about that is when this happens, any laws that we have, anything that comes out of our Supreme Court, our president, in the future... They could shoot it all down because there will be a different entity controlling all of this. And they might even allow Justin Trudeau to call shots for us now. <laughs> imagine having that communist running our nation. You ever no. think that maybe Justin Trudeau is actually auditioning for that job? Okay. <laughs> and it's so against the Constitution. It is completely I mean, against it the is Constitution. Just like, it's the antithesis of what our Constitution said. To allow any foreign entity to have any say over anything that we do, including World Court, all those other places. Really? What is he going to do first? Is he going to shut down all the trucks here in the United States? I mean, this guy is a loose cannon. He he can do. He's he's not. He's kind of nuts. I I wouldn't put him in charge of anything. I wouldn't. We don't know who's going to be in charge. We don't know who's going to be in charge. All I know is he's doing this now. And it's happening now. And no one knows about it. No one's talking about it. Wow. Okay, but it's happening right now. And I know they can get away with it because, like I said, the Congress is set up for this to go through, for one. And we pray that it doesn't. But like the Bible says, these 10 sectors are coming. And I believe that even if Congress says no, he can still get it through. Because remember what, what Obama did right before he left oh, the yeah. presidency in 2016. He did that whole, uh, got the United States involved in the, uh, the Kigali principles with the un where they can come in here and in case there's any like problems they can come in here and bring peace or enforce mandates right. so the un troops can come here and enforce medical mandates all right i don't know why they worded in that i don't know why they worded that in there oh hold on a second <laughs> two years ago with the sickness and the snake bite wow. so they yeah. got that so he, he he got that through and then that was not cleared by the senate at all but that's yep. law now right and so and in fact, what sucks is not only will you we lose all of our rights, uh, we, it also calls for the um, all three countries, all their all their economies to level up. Okay, equality, hello, equality for everybody. And basically, what's going to happen is uh, what's uh, our our money compared to the peso, we have to level up. So basically, we'll instantly lose half our buying power. Wow. With our money, once we level up with the, uh, oh, that's uh, nice. With the uh, Mexico, okay. Yeah. And Amlo, he's worthless. He's a so, he's a globalist uh, sellout. Okay. So wide open at the border. Everybody's yeah. coming in, and you Can got a imagine. communist right above us. <laughs> oh, well, God. I mean, I always we, worry, I always wondered how how can you get from 
198 countries or whatever that that's in the world right now. I think it's somewhere right around there to, to one, to one system, right? And there's gotta be some kind of, of, uh, you know, culling or, or pruning or consolidation. It always talks about 10 Kings, right? And it talks about a horn coming up and actually subduing three others, right? So there is this, this pruning that goes from 198 down to one and it can't go there in one day, Bob, there's, there, mm-hmm. that just doesn't know how things work. You have to do it in, in, in cycles or succession in, in, in certain things that happen where you go from this to that, to that, to that, and down to it. And look at th- this consolidation. If this is actually happening like right now, that's just more proof of how close this world is to consolidating into that 10 King a system, which basically gives their power over, over to the beast. I mean, the, right. so we're seeing that set up right before our very eyes and who would have thought that that could have happened. I mean, 10, 50, hundred years, especially a hundred years ago. I mean, say, you, you know, sure. You said there's been some cockamamie ideas in the United States from, 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 comp, from politicians in the United States. Okay. There has been, but to actually have people get to a point where either one, like you said, they don't care about the constitution, just mm-hmm. rip it up and throw it in the fire because, well, we don't follow that anymore. Why would we do that? That's an antiquated document made by a whole bunch of white supremacists. Yeah. Or number two, yeah, that's where it. which is you get enough corruption in government that what they'll do is they'll actually go ahead and approve horrible things. And so mm-hmm. either way, though, the, 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 what's accomplished is the goal to, con- to, to consolidate into that globalist union. Right. The United and don't States think- is not set up to be a, a globalist union partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't think that this whole thing about the border and letting in uh, million, letting in all these uh, illegals, mm-hmm. you know, is all about getting more votes. It's about bringing these three countries together. Okay, the votes ain't going to matter anymore once this takes place. You can have elections all day long. It's just going to be an academic exercise for us because these guys are calling the final shots. So this is why they want all those illegal immigrants flooding our nation because this thing is coming. That's what it's all about is this North American Union. I'm not sure what they call it yet, but this whole sector is coming together. That's why we have open borders now, both sides now. Okay, because this thing is coming. And the fact that these uh, illegal immigrants, I mean, they're wrecking all the schools. We, we can't handle. Did you guys know that one per- we reached 1% of the United States population of illegal immigration over the last two years? That's okay, crazy. so we increased our entire population by 1%. Wow. And it, that is, that is In that short devastating. Devastating. It's, it's worse. We're at like a tenth of that. At most, yeah. it's worse now than than ever before in the history. I mean, just right. December's numbers are the latest ones that have come out. We're in the last day of January, of course. Those numbers haven't come out. I'm wondering if January is going to be worse than December. And December was the worst ever. It was over 250 thousand people that they know of. How many people mm-hmm. that they don't know of, though, as well? So if you if you think maybe it's a hundred thousand or a hundred fifty thousand more that, that they don't know of, 
You're talking about 400,000. Extrapolate that over 12 months. You're just shy of 5 million, Bob, a year. Oh, and by the way, uh, guess who are the, 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 mo- the, the number one uh, people entering our border now down to the south? The most highest conscious- concentration of people. It's not Mexicans. It's not Cubans. It's actually Chinese. Wow. Are Chinese- you serious? Chinese people are the number one um, uh, highest concentration of people entering from our uh, southern border now. Why? Gee, I wonder why. You know, I guess they're all like Olympic sw- swimmers, right, Michael? They can swim. Mm-hmm. They can traverse <laughs> across the Atlantic Ocean or Pacific Ocean, wherever they're coming from, and yeah. they can swim. <laughs> they can do all that stuff, and they can make it all the way to our shore and then walk all the way up to our border mm-hmm. just fine with with whatever water or whatever food they could find along the way, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, just hearing the breakdown of it, you know, seeing it, hearing you very well, of course, articulate the situation, it's just remarkable. I mean, I don't even know how else to say it because it's you just see the total takedown of our country, the surrounding nations, and it's there's always been problems, but you can definitely see the integration there. It makes sense, especially with them wanting to bring in the 10 regions and to have those this one land mass, right, the whole continent fused to be a region. It makes sense why they would do that. Not to mention it just brings down our country. You know, you can't have a globalist system with individual countries, you know. That's right. It just doesn't oh, really yeah. work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, populism. Yeah, like McCarthy. It's like, oh, I'm all about populism, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it certainly seemed yeah. like... At one time, and maybe even it still is, that America is this this light, this beacon, this different country than any other nation on earth. That it's it is a it is a just a strong entity that's that that's you know that's that's separated from everything else in terms of things. I mean, I think even today we we are, but it, it's getting it's getting more money. Let's put it that way. I mean, because when you look at something like Australia, look, they're they're joined at the hip with they, they didn't break off from from Great Britain. Okay, they're part of the United Kingdom, so mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they are part of that whole Commonwealth. You know, yeah. they're, they're 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 under the monarchy. Okay, we are not. We we broke off from that. You know, my country, Tizzy. <laughs> so we are different. We're not like Europe either, where Europe is like all in it together in order to figure out how to come together globally in order to solve a whole bunch of problems or mainly cause a whole bunch of problems. Let's Mm. be honest. So, but we, but we are like getting closer and closer to that with every passing year. Mm -hmm. And it, it just seems, it seems as though Bob, that I heard about this currency called, uh, the Amero. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that, the Amero. Amero dollar. Yes. Yeah, it was basically yeah, like with it. taking the peso and the and and the pound and and the dollar <laughs> and then just printing up new Ameros, just like it was going out of style. But Bob, maybe the Amero is the digital currency that they want to do, and that the and that that digital currency when they when they come out with it will be part of that transaction in order to level the playing field along with Mexico as well. 
Could you right. see that where they're like, okay, this is your transfer rate for dollars to the Amer the Amero digital coin. And it's point six dollars, you know, it's or it's like one point six dollars for one coin. And it's mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, what happened to my dollars? Right. You right. know, what why is that the case? And it's like, well, because it's you know, it's point eight pesos for one coin. So it's gotta be, you know, one point six dollars for the coin because we want to make it equitable and equity fair for everyone. It's like, well, hold What's on. Fair? Well, you know, how's, that, like, how's that fair to me? <laughs> sounds like to me, if they're going to do this, they're going to eat, like each each sector is going to do its own own cryptocurrency or whatever. And then when the Antichrist shows up and then takes takes over the three horns, okay, then all of a sudden this all the all the digital currencies merge into one with Talk the about market a market worship and everything. What's that? I said, talk about a market crash. Right, but it seems like it seems like it's not quite united yet. We got to get everybody into this whole digital thing. Wipe out the cash, get rid of the gold and silver, and yet we're still divided up digitally in each sector. But then all ten sectors will come together yeah. with one digital currency that will be instituted from the image that speaks at the mm. third temple. Wow. Okay, but in order to do that, everybody has to have a cryptocurrency or. Mm some type of digital currency in each sector. Okay. Yeah. It's like the sector. I mean, the sec, the sec, the 10 sectors are set up before the antichrist shows up even onto the scene. So the fact that we're almost at the tribulation and Biden's going through this whole thing to merge all three of our nations right now, I'm not surprised because that has to happen. You sure. know, we have yeah. a, we have a, we have a majority of our government. Basically, they follow higher power right now. They follow the economic, they follow the economic forum and the global interests. They don't care about us Americans. The last thing they care about is us. And you have a uh, uh, Yavoli Noah Harari, the number two person at the World Economic Forum. You hear what he said? Quote: We need a mass extinction event. Quote. So end quote. <laughs> you created the crisis. And he also said that I think that a nuclear war would suffice. What do you all think? This is what he said at the World the World Economic Forum. I think that the rapture will suffice when you're talking about uh, two billion plus children and believers that are off this planet that they may say that is a mass extinction event. That might be one of the first ones that they're happy about. And then, right. of course, you've got uh, you know you've got wars, you've got the red horse, you've got the 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 the, the fourth horse, you've got a quarter of the pop you know a quarter of the population dying uh, from those who are left. Bob, they are going to get their wish. Okay, they are mm -hmm. going to have many different mass extinction points coming up. Right, and the fact that we have like all these like. You have all these things happening right now. Think about it. you have the subjugation of freedom. You have an extreme, uh, extreme uh, clamp down on all the populations of the world taking place. Uh, the record of the economy is a controlling of the food supply. Uh, everything that we're looking at right now, the impending World War Three, where billions can die. Okay, so basically, all of our leaders right now, they're all working in locks, locks. No, I can't talk. Locked up with each other. And what this is basically leading to is a mass extinction event. Mm. And basically, after this mass extinction event, 
you're going to have a government that's going to uh, basically easily govern the the remnant, which basically the Albert Pike letter says uh, those who are left over that can no longer fight. You know, they're done fighting. They're weak. They will be open to a pure Luciferian doctrine. That that does not sound good. That, of course, would be the mark of the beast issued, I believe, halfway through the tribulation period. Yeah, from that mark, from from the image that speaks. So three and a half years. That also aligns with the four horsemen that you know overlay this entire thing during the three and a half years. Right. So the four horsemen are locked up with the globalists. You know. It also gives time to to do what what you were saying before, which is the Western part of the world is going to be in in uh, deep trouble, right, Bob? I mean, yeah. that, that that by that period of time, or slight, maybe even slightly thereafter, it's there's no more Western part of the world to be spoken of, really. At that point, it's 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 been destroyed, most likely. Well, it's being purified. And it fires a purification process as well. Mm-hmm, it destroys mm-hmm. it, but also purifies things too. And okay. I believe that's what God is doing with the Western nations, just purifying it. Mm. You know, how, however that works out. Mm. Yeah. So, sounds good to me because the, the Western nations are going to be here after the tribulation. It's going sure. to be rebuilt. It's going to be locked. I mean, it's going to be purified, burned up. Everything will grow back. Right. You know. Who knows? Jesus might just snap his fingers, and this is just going to be beautiful, lush vegetation everywhere. I hope it works like that. I really do. I'm, I hope when Jesus comes back, it's just like magic everywhere. Just everything, <laughs> everything. Awesome. Just you know, you don't have to wait for nothing to come back. It's almost like a heaven on earth when it takes mm. place. You know? Amen. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to be super cool. <laughs> and uh, hey, Kevin, uh, earlier when you were talking about how you would see the people and they just, just couldn't accept the gift. Right. And um, when you were going over that, something really came to mind and it just kind of stayed with me this entire time. So I'm going to mention that real quick, but uh, in John 16, seven and eight, and it says, uh, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. If If I do not go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove or convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And really what I started to, what the Lord's shown me over time about it also, another aspect of this and the reasonings, I think, why we, we tend to kick against the goats, right? We don't want the free gift. It's because what comes along with the free gift? It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit, right? And people, as people, they like to justify their sin, right? So they can they can keep going into it and not feel bad because they're trying to work it off over here. And I think that's a really interesting aspect. And it's kind of sad. Obviously, it's very sad. But it's like, I mean, I was there at one point, so... I would just kind of want to shed light on that other dynamic of why people don't want the free gift, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really, it's, it's a shame, but, um, you know, that was something that I struggled with again for a long time, but, uh, glory be to God because, uh, not a problem no more. You know, I, I love conviction now. <laughs> yeah, Lord, show right. me what you, Lord, show me what you want. Where mm-hmm. do you want me to go? I just want well, your will. 
There's a difference between the conviction and the condemnation, right? And I think that the, the, the people who, who they don't understand mm-hmm. that, like they, they they think it's all condemning, and and, and that you, you're you're condemned if you if you accept that you're a sinner, right? But you're not. Yeah. It's yeah. not condemnation. It's yeah. if you accept that you're a sinner, yeah, you're condemned. But then you have to do the next thing, which takes that away, and that and that's mm. believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and accept yeah. his 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 gift, the gift that that he gave his life for us so that we would not have to die, and that, that's that's the beautiful part of it. And then through that, there is no condemnation, is there? There's no condemnation in Christ. In Christ, Amen. Christ has washed that condemnation away. Yeah. And yes, you're convicted, but you're convicted, number one, to bring you to that place so that you do accept it. And then you're also convicted later on so that you can continue to walk in his ways and be further uh, sanctified. And yeah. that's where you use your conviction after you're saved in order to walk closer to him and be closer to him. And yeah. So it's it, but it's never. It should never be condemning. You see, it should never be yeah, condemning. Yeah. But I, I think that's- Romans one twenty also just as a follow up there, brother, on your comment before about why these people just don't see this. Uh, and you know, for the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, right? So there it is. They just become vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Yeah. How much is that going on today? (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's, you know, people, they profess to know, right, that wisdom. And we know that the wisdom of God is foolishness to this world. And the world has its own type of wisdom. But the the world's wisdom is foolishness to God, right? And it's that you can see the air of pride just all through there with professing themselves to be wise, right? They became fools. And it's so crazy. You just said, Michael, it's like the foolishness of what their wisdom is and pride Think mm. about those words together. What 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 does that what does that mean to, in today's culture? I know, right? right? That is, man. I mean, it's and, just yeah. like it's so in your yeah. face. It it's really so in is. your face. We're yep. going to have a you know we're going to have a pride time here, and we yeah, are going to do that, and we're going to talk about what that means and what all these things are, and that there's seventy six genders. I mean, all that yeah. stuff together though is really right in your face. That it's just pure foolishness yeah and it, right. it's crazy because you know i'm not going to say anything you know that way the channel doesn't have any problems but i was at the store today and it was just all around me and i'm sure you guys know what i'm talking about and i was like when did this happen <laughs> like you know back you know just 10 11 years ago it wasn't like this i mean right. everywhere i go it's it's getting crazier and crazier every time. Don't go to Walmart, guys. It's a scary place, especially at night. <laughs> but oh it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's man. Yeah. Wow, you want to see it? You want to get a, a a pulse on the time you're living in? 
Walmart at night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, also, that sounds awful. Yeah. Also yeah. opens up avenues for evangelism, too, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. There's yeah, one really place does. where I had an awesome, yeah, brought some the little Lloyd at Walmart. <laughs> I mean, like, I see this guy wearing a dress. Hey, I notice you're a man, you're wearing a dress. Figure I'd come over here and talk with you and share the Lord with you. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to open that up. <laughs> but you know, you know, the, the amount of the amount of without getting without getting uh, this video taken down, sure. what you're talking about there, the 180 instead of the two that God says in his Bible, you know. I think that's just getting world the world ready for the freaks that are coming here. You know, there are gonna be a bunch of freaks, like all Star Wars style. They're androgynous beings. You don't know whether or not they're male or female. Oh, that sounds okay. right. They're not only going to come out at night. Yeah, so they're <laughs> going to be twenty-four-seven. <laughs> got to have equity for them too, Bob. You know. Oh yeah. Aliens, be, right? Yeah, it has to be fair for them as well. But oh, don't call but, them uh, aliens, Bob. That's a bad name. You're not allowed to call them aliens anymore. They're probably migrants from another galaxy. Right. Well, <laughs> you say alien, that'd be offensive. Yeah. But since everybody's already trained. Right. But the right. whole, you know, but being public correct. We're migrants. You know, probably until you are what? A uh migrant What are you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be set up in a in a luxury hotel. Right. Yeah. They're gonna be illegal immigrants because they illegally came here from space. So we have that whole narrative going. So sure, yeah. And I see how we're oh, yeah. getting everything set up for these guys. Oh, yeah, but yeah. you know what's interesting, though? I'm watching on um, on uh, um, Israeli News Live, Stephen Ben-Danun, and he talked about his Pentagon sources, says that they these beings can be hurt by our, our uh, guns. They what? can be hurt by our weapons. So that's why another reason why they want to confiscate all the guns and yeah. get rid of them all. Our low tech kinetic weapons. <laughs> yeah, technically, I mean, they're—I guess their bodies are just as frail as ours. Yeah. So if I, if I shoot them up, you know, or you shoot them up, you know, <laughs> I someone's don't even know coming. If I can go that high with my what? I can't, can't yeah. do it. It's that's way up there, man. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's way up there. <laughs> you know yeah. what, Bob? You're right. They this conditioning is is off the charts. It's got to be close to have this conditioning go this hard right now, right? On so many different angles and levels that they're pushing all these different angles and directions at you to accept foolishness like 360 degrees around you. It's just foolishness. I mean, every Mm -hmm. single thing they try to push you every single day, you can see, is just pure Crazy foolish. Yeah, because they try to push it as it's a wise idea. Like, oh, yeah. it's, oh good. it's good for this planet. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's we good to have all electric cars. You know, and we yeah, yeah. But no, but no electric grid to to yeah. use them on, right? Yeah. I mean, but we can see that even their even their best laid plans of mice and men are 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 foolishness. They they, they can't even do that right. I mean, they can't even like plan out their utopia right. So. I mean, maybe I'm just, fighting just, words, Kevin. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm up for a fight tonight <laughs> with a global elite. And of course, shines a lot of light on the snake bite and why uh, you know everybody had to take that thing. I mean, that had multiple purposes. You know, 
I think it has a lot to do with the, with the depopulation. I'm going to a lot of funerals this year. I don't know about you guys, man. I had to go buy a funeral suit just for funerals because a lot of people are beginning to just pass away, and they're the older people. But you know, yeah, man, you're fine, great health. But you know, a few months ago, all of a sudden, bam, you know. So I'm thinking it might have something to do with this whole shot to the arm, you mm. know. And I called it back in 2021 when I made a video. So, you know, right around 23, 20, 23 24, mm. it's going to be a mass die-off mm. of people. Every week, Bob, there's more and more and more. And they're getting younger and younger. And these people were more healthy. It's, it's getting kind of crazy. I just typed something in chat. I said, let's get ready to rapture. Yeah, here's another one. Am I allowed you. to use that, Greg? Is that is is that, is that as long as we have the disclaimer up? As long as we have your disclaimer up, be ready for rapture. The rapture will be on the day of rapture. I think about uh, this way too. Rapture. It's going to be on the day of the rapture. We're on the verge of the Zika thirty eight war. Okay, and you know, don't be fooled by Zelensky coming here and say we need equipment. We need equipment. We need to take on Russia. Do you guys realize like every country in NATO is donating their equipment and sending their equipment? To uh, Ukraine right now, dude. Our, right? F- our like, F-16s are about ready to go. Yeah. There, by the way, our, and the thing about Abrams it, tanks are going. heating up. Think about it, though. You know, they Russia has nukes. They can send those nukes shows over. So our, it, our all this equipment that the world, everybody in NATO is sending right now, is it for Russia or is it for somebody else? Because right there in the backyard is Israel. The Bible says the whole world comes against Israel. And right now you're seeing all this equipment being moved from all these NATO countries all around the world to that one location. All they have to do is just turn those missiles right at Israel. You know, they have these missiles over there right now, missiles going over over there. They have like a seven to 10,000 mile range. Okay, you don't need seven to 10,000 mile range if you're going to shoot a missile at Moscow. From Ukraine, you don't need that much. Why do you have such long-range missiles for? Why? Right. Because you could just turn them right at Israel, and mm. they got the missiles over there now. So I, I was kind of wondering, I was like, man, why do you got that type of equipment there? Long-distance equipment, right? It's at a yeah. border where you're fighting, right? Yeah, Think about it. That. So you're saying that those those weapons are going over there to be taken by Russia and used against Israel? In a, in a what in a gog magog situation type thing, right? Yeah, or it's just all those countries they'll send their own people. I mean, the whole world comes because Israel, mm-hmm. Israel becomes a burdensome stone to everybody. That's right. And if you look at all that, everything is happening in Israel right now. You got you know you got Benjamin Netanyahu not pulling any punches. You got Ben Giver taking down all the Palestinians Palestinians flags. Think about it. That's a bold move. You yeah. wouldn't do something that like that unless you know something big was coming. Right. Okay, you're not going to take down those Palestinian flags and be buddies for the next 15 years. No. Something is about to go down. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy, even with the, the whole, the from the normal, like, logical aspect of sending our Abrams over there and, of course, the Leopards, um, I believe, from Germany. They're coming, but it's 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 ridiculous because who's gonna like fuel the tanks? Like who's actually training them to use our equipment? It takes a while, you know. It's not something that you just 
we get are. in and go, right? <laughs> Unless yeah. they are, and then no, what a waste of money and equipment. We're sending people there yeah, to exactly. train them. So, it seems like another excuse also to me to get boots on the ground Military in the theater. Industrial complex. Well, that is a, you're exactly right, Michael. Get boots on the ground. Get armies there. Get mm-hmm. all these people all gathered fighting over there. And then for some reason, they just decide to just, hey, you know what? Let's stop fighting each other. Let's take out Israel. Yeah. We need some oil. Okay. Yeah. Let's oh. take, they, they just shot down Damascus. They destroyed Damascus. Ooh, let's go after them. Yeah. Okay. Right. They're going to run out of gas, so they will need Israel's gas to keep their war going. Who knows how they're going to play this? So that's on one front. But did you guys hear about the Air Force general who said that war is coming with China in 2025? Yep, I certainly yes, did. I did hear about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? 2025. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just two years away. And he's saying we need to prepare for that because that war. He said that war is imminent. There were other people that read it and said, oh, you know, it's not imminent. It don't, you know, don't read that. He said that it was. So whether or not he's right or not, who knows? But you can see that, that some of the top people, I think he's from the Air Force, was that yeah. they're thinking that this war is just on the horizon. And it yeah. probably has everything to do with Taiwan, I would think. Yeah. Well, it explains why they're disarming us. You know, China mm-hmm. won't even China won't attack Diego Garcia or Guam because all of our military equipment is in Ukraine now. Mm-hmm. We don't have that much equipment. We don't have that much equipment over there. Okay, and Germany's doing the same thing, but we're not as vulnerable as Germany because if we go down, a whole bunch of other countries are going to be vulnerable. All right, you got like Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Australia, Philippines. Okay. All those nations, you know, if they take down America, all those other nations fall. You think about how many nations we have, we're, we're propping up right now. Okay. Yeah. It's well, obviously, the United the States is, has yeah, a lion's share of yeah. power, NATO. Yeah, yeah well, it's the dollar, <laughs> right? But but once a nation has the gold during that, at that point, and yeah. who's been stocking up gold all this time? China. Yeah. China. Yeah. What does I say? You know the golden China. rule? Whoever has the most gold rules? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and China has, China has the most gold, China. and they also have the most vi- virus as well. <laughs> you remember that? I know exactly where you're going with that. Guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Aaron's laughing. <laughs> Aaron's laughing so hard. Um, she's uh, she's in the chat, really enjoying um, this craziness that we're, what we're talking about. It's it's good. It's nice to see smiles in the chat when we talk. We're talking about global thermonuclear war, and we see smiles. <laughs> I mean, half this half this all understanding is there. It's um, in the chat. Demonstrated. Aaron said, send Nancy back to Taiwan first. <laughs> you know, then, they got a... This even you real. Have your 2025 war. You know, a oh, nuclear man. war, man, that's... Uh, I, I, on my, my channel, I, I posted those compilation of nuclear war dreams. And I said it once, I said it a thousand times, this means the rapture resurrection is about to happen. Mm. Okay, you're talking about mm-hmm. mass extinction event. The nuclear war... Don't you think that is something that's executed by a seal being opened in heaven that releases the the second seal, the horse of war, the red horse? What color are these nuclear explosion ones that go up in the fire system? The red. Mm-hmm. All over the earth, red all over the earth. But How I think about we, that? 
What but a perfect Bob, I think we all agree that a war between China and Taiwan is inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. We don't know when it's going to happen, but it's inevitable. I mean, it's not going to be like that forever with Taiwan and China not doing anything throughout the entire seven years of the tribulation. Could you imagine that happening? No. Right. There's the, 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 listen, when the red horse, if it has, if it, maybe that's when that happens, but maybe the red horse is 2025. But I can tell you this, that when the red horse rides, it takes peace from the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's when you're going to have your nations rise up against nations and, Ethnic groups against ethnic groups and all. I mean, you can't get more mm-hmm. nation versus nation and ethnic group versus ethnic group when you're talking about China and you're talking about Taiwan. Yeah. Those two, to like, that is the ultimate ethnic war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got um, the uh, red horse following the, with the red wave. You know, it's just something to think about. <laughs> You got Red Dawn, you know, Russia right. and North Korea remake <laughs> the red. So, it seems so like what, there's a yeah. there's a lot. Yeah, of, well, like Caesar in the chat was yeah. asking, hey, is, is China going to go to war with Taiwan? I, I mean, I I don't think you could convince me that they're not one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah just I mean, waiting. if it's going to take until the red horse rides, then that's when it's going to take. But yeah, it could happen before that time. or it could happen at the red horse. But I'll tell you this, at the red horse, there's going to be wars all over the world. Hmm. Every group that's against any other group right now is going to be fighting during that period of time. Right. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Hey, you want to do some questions, Greg? Yeah. You want to bring them up? Yeah, sure. Some up. Can I answer another one from Caesar real quick? It's an sure, easy go ahead. Question. Which one? He said, why, why isn't the word rapture in the KGV Bible? And I've talked about this before, but he might not have been on, but, the word rapture is a noun, right? Rapture is a noun. It is a, it's, it's a thing. Like we all remember that we learn nouns are person, place, or thing. Rapture is a thing. It's not a person, nor is it a place. It's a thing. So it's a noun. However, the word, the original word in Greek, harpazo, is a verb. It means to be snatched away. Okay? And the, the, the translation of that, because of the context of where you're, where the, that group is snatched away, since it is up in the air, in the clouds, it is translated caught up. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it is a verb. It is an action being caught up. That's the reason why the word rapture is not in the Bible, because harpazo is a verb caught up as a verb, but the thing that's taking place there is what we call the rapture. And the reason why we call it the rapture is because harpazo, when translated into Latin, is rapio. And then from there, that's where you get rapture in English. Rapturo, yeah. Rapturo, see. So yeah. that that's that's the reason why it's we call it the rapture as a noun, but in the KGV it says caught up because it's being translated from a verb, which is harpazo. Right, that's what they talk. Yeah, they, they yeah. it's like they they, they they when they spoke they use a lot less words than we do now in the English language. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, harpazo is one word and it means 
snatched away with a violent by a violent force. I mean, all those yeah. words is in that one 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 word, right, Bob? I mean, yeah. Arpazzo carries with it so many things. And and Greg, that was one of the very first thing that I when I came on to uptime, I talked about Harpazzo and how Jesus can't be yes, Harpazzo. Right. Or raptured. Jesus is is not able to be raptured because no one could put a force on Jesus that he he can't overcome. As a matter of fact, you did a we had a clip of that. We took a clip of that and we have it on posted on uptime. I'll actually post the link uh for everyone to go to. Kevin did an excellent job on that on one one of the uptimes that we did back in 2020. Um but anyway, just posted the link. And for those who back in the day, that was a while while back, wasn't it? (laughs) And another way of looking at that too is like uh, the hosts of heaven, the angels of heaven. You know, that's how we say that the the angels of heaven. That's four words: hosts of heaven, three words. But in Hebrew, it's malachim. Right. Yes, malachim. Very simple. One word. Very simple. One word. Yep. So you got caught up, hard podzo. So that's you what know, we do. So we call it. Yeah. So we take all that stuff and that whole event, right? That thing, and we call it the rapture. It's much easier yeah. that way. We don't so think that way oh, it's all about the ca- catching up and then catching up to Christ in the air. No, it's the rapture. You say the rapture, everyone knows what that is. It's one word. Right. Yep. Amen. So a question here from Elizabeth. Say, Bob, question. Catholics that have died. But they believed in Jesus as Savior. Will they be raptured? Absolutely. You know, the, you get raptured because you have a born again spirit, because you believed in the finished works of Jesus Christ. I believed in the finished works of Jesus Christ before I even left the Catholic Church. Okay, so I'm a perfect example of that. Okay, so yes, there are Catholics. Uh, what's that saying? The the saints in the, the saints are all in the church, but not everybody in the church is a saint. Okay. That's what pretty much what you see with the Catholic Church. So there's probably a bunch of Catholics there like, you know what? I just don't, they don't like to change. I, people don't want to change. They don't want to go to a different church. They just kind of stay in there. Fine, but at least you believe in the gospel that we are saved, the gospel of grace, First Corinthians 15, 1-4. Okay, you understand that. You accept it. You believe it. You are saved and born again. Rapture ready. You're ready to die, go to heaven, and you are rapture ready. When that trumpet goes off, sound good to you guys? Amen. Good to sing. Yeah, good to sing. Anybody else want to make a comment on that? Just go to the next one. Well, just real quick, because I was Catholic, you know, I was Catholic as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just brought up in religion, I I was brought into it. And I was almost spoon fed this information that I almost felt like I had to believe it. So was I under the impression that I had to believe what this is to be uh, true? Or did I truly believe in my heart really seeking God in that area of religion at that point? And I don't—I really don't think I was. I was young, but I, I really didn't start seeking until I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. But I was force-fed this information. It was religion. It was just religious walk. It was just a religious right. movement. And that's Tradition. all it was. Tradition, yeah. But, but did mm-hmm. I actually believe in my heart of hearts that this truly is my savior, my Lord and savior, or was I still seeking? Well, I was still wondering, even at that point of being Catholic. So that's where yeah. it really comes down to the heart. Yeah, I, I totally, absolutely agree with you there, Greg. And, you know, I was raised in a believing household, right? But the thing is, I had 
I think we all come to that precipice, right? That point where we have to, you're either going to seek or you're going to just go on your own path. I mean, we all turn to our own way. But I mean, yeah, it wasn't until just, you know, five, six years ago that I got serious and um, things started getting darker in my life. And because I was raised, though, in a believing house, which I'm so grateful for that from my parents that had brought me to church, it, it, it put a foundation there to where I was like, okay, but I want to test these things, right? And I think it's interesting that, you know, the scripture says to test all things, hold fast to that, which is good. And going through that process was like amazing because once you realize that it's the truth, you really believe, right? It's not just someone telling you that, oh, well, this is this way because it's this way. No, you, you actually went out there and the Lord had did exactly what he said he was going to do. You seek me and you shall find. And I think that's, and it's all a work of the Holy Spirit, you know, and I, I give all the credits to God because if he didn't put me in the situations that I needed to be in, you know, where God is the ultimate fisherman, guys. <laughs> he knows right. exactly how to bring us in. And I just I'm have just to so keep, grateful for that. But, Amen. But, I have to bring this up too. Go ahead. But hold one second, please. Hold, Hebrews 10.22, it's also a blessed assurance that we have, Right. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. A blessed assurance, where the song, the hymn comes from. Blessed assurance. We have that assurance. Back then, I, I didn't really have that assurance. I was still being spoon-fed information, and I was still seeking and wondering and wandering, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, you really, he has to bring you unto him, and it's, religion, religion's not going to do that. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah. But is, isn't that the difference between having an individual experience where the person individually has accepted Christ and accepted all of those things, accepted they're a sinner, accepted the, the gift of salvation, accepted that Jesus died on the cross, accepted that Jesus rose again, and the difference between that and being in this corporate body of tradition and this is what we do like isn't that two way different things now when you're saved and individually you're saved and then you go with other people to a place and worship together that is a lot different than going to a place to do your traditional things that's not an individual thing right Greg, I mean, that is more about everybody does this together. Everybody is going to listen to this thing together. Everyone's going to say six things together. That that is way different than having the the experience. It's a different feeling inside of you than when you go to a place and everybody around you has an individual relationship with with the Savior. Right. And at that point, you're so all different. working together as one body, but you're not doing it as a as like a traditional thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, so different. Yeah. You're right. It's just a difference. There's a difference. It's hard to explain, I think, but I tried. No, I think you articulated pretty good. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Kevin. That's exactly exactly i think how we all feel about it and it's it's amazing though that personal relationship and and on the the live i did this past sunday one thing that the lord showed me that was really amazing and i was actually talking to my daughter and he just 
it's like God just really opened my eyes and led me into this truth. And, and I received it in a way that I never received it before, you know, as a father having a daughter and I was looking at her and she was telling me all these awesome things that she wanted to do with the story. And I, in that moment I was like, wow, you know, I was looking at my daughter. It's like almost like couldn't really understand what she was saying. It just kind of all mumbled away. And I was just thinking about how much I loved my daughter and how much, you know, how cool it would be to show her how much I loved her by going and in, in helping her in her journey and writing the story with her. And and then it just dawned on me. It's like the Lord was like, you know, this is what I want for you. You know, I love you so much. There's, you know, there's nothing. I love you. You're my son. And I want to be there with you and writing your testimony. That's my testimony through you, you know? And it's mm. like, man, this is the most, I was like, God, that was the most epic revelation you've ever given me because it was something. And, you know, the Lord teaches me that way all the time. He'll use things in my life and and show it to me. That way I can understand it because, guys, I'm kind of a the knuckle dragger of the classroom when it comes to learning some things. But, God, he's so good at teaching the wonderful counselor. He can open your eyes to see things in, in a way you can never perceive before. And when he did that for me, I was like, this is relationship. This is the mm-hmm. difference between going into a corporate area where, right. like you said, they're all chanting something and then you leave. Yeah. It, it's a real walk and a real relationship. And God's, he's, you know, he's forging your, your testimony. He's writing it out. And when we're all together, can you imagine this, just the beautiful testimony of Jesus Christ that he's given us of his grace and his mercy? And we're going to just be singing that. For eternity, I know we will, because it's just so amazing. Because I think I speak for everyone. I said, you know, we never deserved it, but He made us worthy by His sacrifice. It wasn't something I did; it was His perfection, His precious blood. And it's really really difficult to to be in that corporate setting, yeah, and only be in that corporate setting like maybe once a week. And then nothing outside of that. You don't crack open yeah. the Bible. You don't do anything. And then that's all you do is go to to that service. And that's it. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. how, how, how much is that person actually growing or even understanding what, that, what faith really is? You see, that, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's what my whole point is, is that it's got to be very difficult for someone just who goes to that service every week and does nothing outside of it, no studying of the Bible, no reading of the Bible, because that is a common theme among Catholics that they do not read the Bible. Yeah, they got to trust well, the Sure, there are a lot of Protestants that don't read the Bible either. <laughs> yeah. That's why they get all those silly you know, doctrines and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a wild. lot of silly doctrines. <laughs> I just you think know. it's yeah. just difficult to have that personal relationship that's, if that's the only thing that you're in every week. Yeah. yeah. And I find the Lord teaches, you know, personally me in, a, in all a variety of ways. But the thing that I think is most epic is when the Lord shows you something in your life and you're reading through scripture and it's like, boom, it's right there on the page and it just jumps right out at you. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. God yeah, was yeah. just showing me this. It's like, well, he just, what? And how are you going to get that through a, through a chant? On a Saturday <laughs> night, I just I just yeah. don't see that happening that that breakthrough, you know. 
Yeah, no. and you know, didn't Jesus tell the Samaritan woman, he's like, you know, they're not going to worship over there or on this mountain, but they're you're going to be worshiping spirit and in truth. Yeah. And that that's through Jesus Christ, right? His Amen. Spirit. Amen. Yep. Jesus well, talked about, you know, do, you, know there, you guys was, worship me. Go ahead. I was just going to say there there was a question that Greg put up there. Um and I and I think that the key is that there's there is two different main groups during this end time that are in control. One of them is the harlot system, and that comes first. And the harlot system, it, it talks about the harlot being drunk uh, on the blood of the of the saints, right? And that harlot system goes through a uh, there's martyrs there that the harlot system kills, and those people are killed for their faith. But you also have to remember there's a second system that comes after the harlot system because the harlot actually rides the beast. And then the beast turns on the harlot and devours the harlot. And then the beast system comes up and the beast system is where you have the mark of the beast. And that's mm-hmm. where many are beheaded who do not take the mark of the beast. So right. you have martyrdom all throughout, but the first part is mainly doled out by the harlot system. And the second part is doled out by the beast system. Just for question right here. You're talking about, right? That's right. So the people are killed before taking the mark. Those are, are killed by the harlot system because the Mm -hmm. harlot system hasn't been devoured yet, but the harlot's getting drunk on the blood of the saints because it's martyring them. You see, that's why Mm -hmm. John was just in, in marvel he's like i can't i can't believe this is right. that is is that the catholic church mm-hmm. is That's the catholic church the one who actually turns on the saints and martyrs them now i'm not mm-hmm. saying that i'm not i don't know but I, if that happened would that be something that you'd be marveling at like this this religion this church was set up to be uh you know a lineage of peter we got the vicar of Christ at the head. Right. We're killing all those who believe in Christ. Wouldn't right. that be something to marvel at? And who knows if it's even going to be considered the Catholic Church by that point. I mean, you could talk about ecumenical movement. They may call it something entirely different by that point. Uh, sure. But it, it will represent a universal type body. Yeah, like the Baha'i hey. faith. Hey, so uh, anyway, you put the verse so up, the answer is... Matthew, system first, martyrs, martyrs, yes. system second, martyrs. This uh, question right here is from Ron. Ron says here, uh, what was Jesus referring to in Matthew 24, 30 and 31? I'll tell you right now, that's not the rapture. Everybody gets confused. It's not the mm-hmm. rapture. It's actually the second return. Uh, it says here, and then if, uh, starting in verse 30, it says, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the sign of the they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. That's the second coming at right. the end of the tribulation. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, <laughs> and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to of the other. Of heaven, Bob. Yeah. Of heaven, not earth. It's, it doesn't say earth there, but by the way, does it? So it's from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the uh, other. The saints are coming along with Christ, aren't, aren't they? They sure right. are. People miss that, don't they, Kevin? <laughs> yes, they do. 
Yes, they do. One uh, one evangelist uh, Fuentes does. She says one one end of 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 the earth. And oh, wait a minute. Let me read that again. Oops, I mean heaven. Oh, that's interesting. Huh? Never saw that before. <laughs> it's like yes. Uh, guess what, Anita? We come with him. We get gathered from one end of heaven to the other, and we return with Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's not the rapture like people think it is. That's at the end of the tribulation. Will we do a U-turn rapture? You know, get caught up, do your <laughs> right. come yeah. right back down. Right. You know, yeah, there's not much like, gathering go that going on there. We're if, if that if that's the case, Bob, we haven't strayed very far, have we? <laughs> no. Huh. And we have to be standing before Jesus as the governing body of the heavens, as the body of Christ. Because we need to be standing before Jesus when he starts cracking open the seven seals. Okay. Right. So we are actually, according to Revelation 5, 9, standing before his throne while he's opening those seals. What about all that singing and stuff that Michael's talking about doing? When are you going to do that during the (laughs) U-turn? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Michael wants some time to sing. Give him (laughs) some time to sing. Amen. You come up like, yeah, hey, all these horses coming listen. at you about a thousand miles an hour. You come up like, hey, hey, I was like, whoa, 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 you think how funny that would be? All all billions of people take it up, or millions of us take it up to the sky as billions of horses are coming at us at that speed. Well, Jesus will be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and then, okay, hold on a second. Change them. Hey, cool. Good to be with you. Let's go. And go back down to the earth. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, no. It's not There's the a right. lot of things that we have to do up there. There's going to be some time. So, yeah, no no, no worries. There's no U-turn in, in the sky, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it, just, uh, it just sounds silly, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. does sound silly. No U-turn allowed. No, you, no U-turn. The great sound of a trumpet, okay? That's not the trump of God. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of a trumpet. It didn't say the trump of God. It said a trumpet. You know, an archangel can blow that trumpet. That's different, isn't it? Yeah. And, and but it's, by the way, that trumpet is a call of war. It's not a call of the camp. It's right. a call of war trumpet. You know, the Israelites had that stuff. They had a call of the camp trump. They have a war trump. And when they're about to go to war, they blow that trumpet and they keep sounding as they head towards their enemies. Mm-hmm. That's that trumpet. That's the trumpet that's going off. Not call the camp like we're going to have at the rapture resurrection where we're caught up to meet them in the air. That's the call of the camp. Dude, that's so far you just seem to remember reading that in someone's book. Uh, Yeah, there's silver trumpets to (laughs) move the assemblies, (laughs) the camps, and the call the captains, the trumpet of war, and blown together for the calling into the assembly. Which I think the rapture trumpet is a special trumpet, though, isn't it? Well, yep. The Trump one time. I mean, it doesn't say that anywhere else, does it? No. That trumpet went off one time, and Mount Sinai is burnt to a crisp because of it. So now <laughs> imagine that thing going off in the atmosphere of the earth, above the atmosphere. Talk about shaking the earth, man. That thing comes way back like that. You know, this thing was like concentrated on top of a mountain. 
We're getting them. Now, this thing's like way back. So you can hear the sound waves of this thing pounding the earth, Man. you know, shaking the earth, waking the dead. Amen. Could you imagine <laughs> wow. if you guys ever been to one of those, um, like where they have really large bases in their speakers, like at a concert or something, and you can just, it's like so powerful. You can actually feel it. It's, it's something else, you know, I'm not sure if anyone's ever, <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone's ever experienced that, whether, yeah, you know, it been at my a, molecular structure at one point. <laughs> and my eardrum structure. <laughs> it's not what it I that's what we're looking for though. A little, a little molecular change, a little, a little, a little, yeah. a big change, actually, not a little one, but a, a total change, I think. And that's what Bob, I think you mentioned that a bunch of times. Like, this is not going to be a small thing that happens. No, this is a big deal. And if right. I, if I may, real quick, I just wanted to bring up John six sixty five through sixty nine, and um, it's just something else that was kind of on my heart to mention after what Greg said. And this is what I feel like most of us have the same testimony here. And it said, uh, and he said, therefore, I said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. In mm. verse 67, then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? In verse 68, but Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And I really believe that <laughs> when you have that heart of belief, you come to that 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 moment, and you're like, "There ain't nothing else. There is nowhere else to go." Yeah, that's it. You know, Lord, I'm. You know, we're all in. <laughs> yep, all in. That's true. Yeah, you look. You, you realize that. You realize that there is no there is no other way. And so at the, at that point, you're like, "Well, I'm not. What am I going to do? Am I just going to give up?" <laughs> or am yeah. I gonna, you know, try to find something else? But there is exactly. nothing else. I've got to come to grips with something, don't I? Okay. Then you start mm-hmm. really figuring out that you've got to work on it, and, and the only way you can work on whatever is entangling you at the time is to have him help you. <laughs> yeah. Amen. It's a, it's Amen. such an amazing man. It's so amazing when the Lord brings you to that point, and you're just like, well, Lord, there's. It's it's you. <laughs> that that's it. You know. I mean, I, I I think I speak for pretty much everyone when I say that. Hopefully, at least I don't want to speak for you, but you know, there's nothing more exciting than the Lord. There's nothing in this world for us anymore. You know, it. We're just we're just waiting for the blessed hope, the redemption of the purchased possession, and I think right. that I. We're all super excited about that. And to see these times coming together in such a way with the convergence, it's just, and especially with uh, all you can eat buffets when it comes to the votings, you know, it's just, you totally see how everything is coming together for this blessed day. And it's going to be awesome, guys. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're not going to get off this planet in a, in a ship, okay? We're, 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 we're not. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not going to build it. You and I aren't going to build one. We're not going to. We're not going to be a stowaway on a SpaceX flight to to who knows Alpha Centauri. We're not going to make it there. Okay, we're not going to get the dragon you're not, capsule. You're not going to get off this dying planet that way. I can tell you that. Okay, you're not. The only way out of here before it really gets bad is through faith. Amen. Faith. 
It's all about the faith. Yeah. So should we all say faith? Faith. Faith. Like grace, faith. That's it. Yeah. You gotta have Amen. faith. Amen. It really is. That's what it's all about. All right, Michael, I know you have to get going soon. Uh, I didn't know if it was an uptime, overtime type Time of night. Overtime. Just do another couple of questions. What are you guys up for? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm are okay. you up for it. Bob, Greg's up for uptime, overtime. You up uptime for it? Overtime. Overtime. I got enough. Well, if, yeah. you're uptime, if you're for uptime, uh, let's overtime. Do, yeah, come on. Let's do some more And questions. we can probably do a couple more questions. Greg's Why fired not? up. Look at this. I haven't yeah. seen this close. <laughs> How about this I one here? Can anyone tell me when Jesus made water into wine? Was the wine properly fermented wine or grape juice? Um, <laughs> why did I click on that? <laughs> I don't think the fact of the matter is wine. I don't know. <laughs> but not just yeah. any wine. New, the new wine. It was a good yeah. wine. Let, let's New say that. Yeah. Good wine. And, yeah. and it's really and, interesting uh, about that wine, too, because, you know, the first wine that they brought, obviously, it wasn't the good wine, but it was actually something that they worked for. You know, they labored in the fields for. It was a work of their own hands, right? So you see those pictures of the covenant, and God's like, no, nah, it's not about what you do. It's about what I do. I think it was a nice, nice Merlot. <laughs> Some people in chat say it's a Chardonnay. So I mean, this guy here has a wine. There's differing opinions. This guy has a wine. Uh, actually, if, for those who are familiar with Jack Van Impe, he he to to his death, he believed it was uh, it was grape juice and that it was not not fermented wine. So I mean, opin- opinions differ. Opinions differ. That's all there's to it. But. What, listen, I, I think that sometimes they try to use that as a gotcha. Like, oh, they were getting drunk and this and that. And it's like, hold on a second here. You can drink fermented wine and not get drunk. Okay. It depends on how much you drink. So the Bible says don't don't get into that drunken stupor where you're worthless, right? Where you, you're not able to pr- produce fruit. Don't be, a, don't be with the drunkards. But it doesn't say don't drink alcohol okay it doesn't say anywhere that's not one of the ten commandments okay doesn't say that but it's one of those guidelines where it's like hey everything within a balance and measure don't put Mm -hmm. yourself in that position where you're either going to be a stumbling block to others or you're going to be not not able to be fruitful amen but they try they try what they try to do is they try to like i don't know if this person was doing that if they just want to curious yeah, but some people will try to get you with that and be like, "Oh, Jesus was drunk and he's giving everybody wine and he wants everybody oh, drunk." Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, come yeah. on, that, that, that wine actually was like it's like a fraction of the alcohol like we would have today. Yeah. Okay, that the good wine, that the stuff that he changed. Okay, that was like two you know, percent. It would be like equivalent to like a to like a near, a, a near beer. Yeah, some type of like beer. very weak uh, wine cooler <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. It would be equivalent to that. I think okay, you're right. Like, yeah. being like um, <laughs> yeah. you know, moonshine or like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, I just think the whole thing—it's just a wild a, yeah. question, you know. It's a wild. And, it's a wild thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I believe Kevin's right. You just gotta listen to the Holy Spirit, guys, when it comes to stuff like that. For me, having had an alcoholic past. It's obviously not very smart of me to want to go and get some wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, there's no clear ordinances on that type of thing. And, right. and it's just, you know, 
It's a relationship. The Lord will let you know if you're doing something you aren't supposed to. Yeah, you're going to know that you've gone too yeah. far. Joe says <laughs> that I went too far. She, she thinks that I should have removed the word block. She says, or just be stumbling. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be stumbling. <laughs> you know, I said don't be a stumbling block, but she said, no, just don't be stumbling. That, that's probably a better, yeah. I mean, you're not going to be a stumbling block if you're not stumbling. So, yeah, I get that. Amen. You want to do another question? No, I don't know, Bob. You're going to pick another doozy? <laughs> what takes place when Jesus opens the sixth seal in Revelation chapter 6? So what takes place when he opens that sixth seal? First of all, we're standing before his throne, so we're not a part of this. But the Bible says that, and behold, when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sap cloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the, he- the stars of the heavens fell into the earth. Even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken as a mighty wind. So, and I'm not gonna read all of it, but basically, in the end, basically, all the kings of the earth are hiding because the wrath of the Lamb has come. There you go. So, it's really, I think it's the uh, basically, it's like right at the midpoint of the tribulation. That it's like, hey, perfect. hey, let you guys, you guys had enough fun, all you uh, globalists. Okay, the four horsemen, you think they're bad? Wait, do you see what I can do? Okay, it's, and that's it's what starts, the, yeah, that's right. the seal is. It's announcing to the world that the seventh seal is about to be open. That's going to unleash the seven trumpets or the seven vials of wrath. It's 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 a huge sign, right? With the sun mm-hmm. and the moon, and then just the, and then the and then oh, they can recognize it. That here here comes the bad stuff. You know, it's like yeah. you can just see like if everything else wasn't bad enough up to then. That yeah, is like see. the 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 start of like just mm-hmm. horribleness. It's a crack of a seal heard around the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The- I mean, can you imagine seeing the blood turn red and the and the the, the sun black as sackcloth? And it's not just like some normal eclipse thing, okay, people? You can't yeah. have actually a red moon and a black sun at the same time. So something's going on. Right, something something funky's going on there. People are recognizing it, right? So, like like now, you, we we have eclipses all the time. We have to, we just had a total yeah. eclipse not too long. It may ago. not be. We didn't see the kings though. of the earth go down underneath the ground and hide. Oh no, it this may is not something It may not even be an eclipse because I, yeah. I've seen people take a black sap cloth and put it in front of the sun. The light still comes through. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not I don't think it's going to be an eclipse. Something else is going to block out that sun. Yeah. I think a lot uh, of dark smoke. I had a. Uh, it takes a seal dream, to get open. Hold on, it takes a seal to get opened in order to do that. So this yeah. is mm-hmm. a big deal. This is not a normal event. This is a one-time yeah. occurrence. Yeah, yeah. I had an interesting dream, Bob, about a week and a half ago, and um, just take it for what. <laughs> it's just a dream, right? <laughs> so I, I was out, and there was this log cabin that me and my entire family were in, and I went outside, and the sun looked just really peculiar super bright in the sky and i was like oh i'm gonna go get a camera and film this this looks amazing you know and as i go over it and start filming it and i'm framing up the shot it just it looks like someone just like the clouds went over it right and it got it just real dim it's still light still coming through but real dim and I, i looked around i was like what happened to the sunlight and as soon as i looked over i seen this huge full blood moon in the sky it freaked me out in my dream man i was like what 
And I ran back inside the cabin, naturally. And I still <laughs> barred the door. I was like, I ain't going nowhere. And I woke up. And it was creepy. Yeah, I thought I'd mention that. Yeah, it was wild. It, it felt like I was actually there. And, oh, man, it was a – I woke up a little shooken, to say the least. Yeah. Man. Um, so I think this is a good point to stop. What do you think, yeah. brothers? Yeah. All right. Two, well, two hours and twelve minutes, longest uptime we've ever done. Gracious, oh boy! <laughs> My wife's gonna go crazy. <laughs> anyway, let's let's stop here, and uh, we will we will see you guys next week, uh, Lord willing. Otherwise, I don't know. See you, you think the see you in the air. I'll see you in the field. I'll see you in the field. See you in the field. Amen. All right. God bless you all. See you next week.